Rich, welcome back. It is great to have you with us. Great to be with you again, Steve. Um, was it at least uh, fun on your part listening to James talk about Aaron Rodgers and and leaving him too much time? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. I but uh, you know, and I, it, it was a, it was an answer, and I'm actually it was in the middle of transcribing it, an answer to a question about analytics, right? But I don't think any analytics can account for Aaron Rodgers' precision and accuracy. No, not in the least, and that's what makes it so interesting, and he's right. Yeah. There's that fine line, uh, and I'll say this with all due respect. Do I leave Jalen Hurts with 37 seconds? Yeah. Would I prefer not to leave Aaron Rodgers with 37 seconds? I would not. Uh, but yeah. you, but you have to score, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah, well, the one thing, the one mistake, and I didn't realize it watching the game, but I saw, I don't know if it was a, somebody mentioned it, that Jimmy Garoppolo snapped the ball with 14 seconds left on the play clock. Yeah. The clock running. Now I didn't. I honestly I didn't notice that watching the game. Now maybe they they could have run it down another eight or nine seconds. Sure, but that's easy to say in hindsight when you're trying to score the go ahead touchdown. So uh, what was your takeaway from the press conference uh, today, Rich? Oh, um. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump so quickly. Into no, the next no, I was I. Yeah, I didn't. Ex- I, I I don't know why I didn't expect the press conference. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. I, I mean, I think there's a. I think it's very interesting the whole dynamics. I asked the question about Indiana. Indiana has played Penn State very well the last three years, exactly. not just the last one or two years. That's right. There's something. Now, there's something about the matchup, and I I believe firmly in matchups. Me too. You mentioned Muhammad Ali and Ken Norton, Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. Those were they matched up well with Ali for whatever reason. So I think that's my takeaway that Indiana has is I mean yes it's the program is better, uh, their recruiting is better, but Indiana seems to have at least the last three years have Penn State I don't want to say figured out but at least match up well with Penn State, um, you know and I I don't know what will happen Saturday. Um, I know we talked to PJ Mustafer this morning and I know James, I know he's going to continue with his one and oh mantra, but it has to be, I mean, human nature is human nature and they've got to be thinking about last year's game at Indiana and how it ended and how, you know, they made it, they made enough mistakes. Penn state did to lose the game, but the way the game ended on a very controversial call, I got to think that that, especially this week, is sticking in the back of their craw. Have you had a chance to see Indiana at all? And I'll freely admit, obviously, I saw the Cincinnati game and I saw the uh, Western Kentucky game. I listened to the Western Kentucky game and your friend Don Fisher on the way home Saturday night. Okay. And so I haven't I haven't been able to see them, but I listened to that game almost the whole way home. Okay. Um, and so, I, but I know uh, Michael Penix has struggled. He, he threw... He has two three-interception games. He didn't do that against Western Kentucky. Uh, I know they had a real tough game against Western Kentucky, and I know the Hilltoppers um, gained almost 500 yards against Indiana. So, uh, no, I haven't been able to see them yet. And I'm curious to see what uh, Michael Penix's mobility is. I've seen highlights, and it's hard to tell off highlights, but I'd like to see him you know, running, trying to scramble away from – pass rush, see see what kind of mobility he has. 
when you see, obviously Noah Kane's been starting, and Noah, mm-hmm. we know what Noah can do. Kevon Lee has yep. been the next guy in. Now the mm-hmm. third guy in has been John Lovett. So since he is new to the mix, what have you thought about seeing him in the first couple of games that he's been in the mix, and what do you think he adds to the offense when he's in there? Well, I don't think there's any doubt that he adds a lot to the offense, and I think he's got an, a burst, and, and, he, and he's, it seems to me that he has a vision. Um, you know, we haven't seen a ton of him, but I've seen enough to realize that, that he is definitely a positive factor. And I think going forward, um, if Kevon Lee continues to struggle to hold on to the ball, that Lovett will move into the number two spot. And if Noah Kane is dinged up enough where he can't play Saturday, and we won't know that until Saturday, then he may even actually start Saturday. So I've been impressed with him for sure. All right, so the offensive line has been brought up. So how have you yep. looked at them through the first four games of the season? Um, I thought they played very well against Auburn. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not. I, I think they took a step back against Villanova. Too many times I saw, I mean, Villanova put pressure on Sean Clifford with a three-man rush, and that should never happen, no matter who you're playing against. Um, I just think... No matter how good Villanova's run defense is, and it and it is, they're still an FCS team, and 34 carries for 80 yards just isn't going to get it done against the remaining teams on Penn State's schedule, which are obviously all in the Big Ten. Um, they have to run the ball better. James Franklin said that several times after the game Saturday. They, and so I don't know if it's he, – he said that, Again, today he said that the offensive line needs to play with more of an edge, needs to be more physical. So I'm guessing that it's not technique. He's not saying that, that it's more of a, an attitude thing. Um, but there, there's not going to be much room for error going forward here the rest of the season with the schedule that Penn State faces. Right. I think it's a good way of putting it. The, the, you know, the margin of error shrinks because you know, it's going to be a grind the mm-hmm. rest of the way. Uh, when, you yep. look, when you look at the defense, let's start with the front. We know Penn State over recent years has been able to get a lot of pressure with the front. What have mm-hmm. you thought of them so far this season? I I think they've done a really good job, and I, I think that was one of the question marks going into the season because yep. of losing the, your starting defensive ends. And, and obviously Hakeem Beeman, who was the projected starter, has been out with an un specified injury i i think i mean i've been i mean i knew pj mustaver was going to be very good and he has been but i think they've gotten real strong end play out of uh arnold evacati and nick far burton and jesse lucetta and jesse lucetta at end yeah. to me like i think i said to you uh you know maybe two weeks ago is has been a find and he i think he's found a home i think he's really really good at the end so yeah i think I mean, I, I do they need to get to the quarterback a little better? Probably, but like I would agree with James Franklin's assessment of the Villanova game. Um, Daniel Smith was getting rid of the ball pretty right. quickly, exactly. And so I can't. I, I wouldn't read too much into their sack total. You know, they had three. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't read too much into to that. But I do think they need to get to the quarterback better, and I do think they're going to need to get to the quarterback Saturday against Indiana. 
Yeah, which then brings up the secondary. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. when you look at them, you know, you and I have looked at Penn State's secondary play for you know four decades apiece. What do you think of this mm-hmm. group? It's as good or better than any I've seen. I agree. I can't. I'd have to really sit down and yeah. look. I can't think of one better. I just, I mean, you know. His name has been hardly mentioned. And then I realized, well, duh, because nobody's throwing to his side. Tariq Castro Fields. And this is something, believe it or not, this is something yeah. that Jack and I have brought up. I mean, he, he doesn't have stats. Well, he doesn't, well, yeah, have, he doesn't, st- have, stats. He doesn't have stats right, because but, nobody's going in his direction. When they finally do, he deflects the ball over to Jair Brown. Yeah, yeah. Unbel- he's been, I mean, obviously, he's been really, really good. I, I just think with the, the starting safeties they have now with um, Jaquan Brister and Tig Brown and, you know, Joey Porter is getting picked on because nobody wants to go to the other side of the field, but I think he's done a pretty good job. I, I think the secondary is outstanding, and they will be tested Saturday no doubt. if Penix is time to throw with the group of receivers that, that Indiana has. But, no, Steve, I'm with you. I, I think – I can't remember. I can't think of a better secondary than this one. To me, what actually that helps elevate it has been to me the elevated play of uh, Daquan Hardy. What have you thought about him? Because you know you have to play so yeah. many sub packages these days, and he's critical in the sub package. Yeah, and he's been very good. And I should have mentioned him. You know, when you asked me first about it, yeah, he's been very, very good. Um, the only pass that I can remember him getting beat on and. And I'm not going to be hard on this. Is the back shoulder pass that no. Bo Nix threw? Right. Uh, but other than that, I think he's been outstanding. And I, I just, yeah, I, I, this group of D backs, to me, um, man, they, they're, they're really, really good. And you know, if Penn State could get consistent pressure on the quarterback with the front four and not need. Um, Brandon Smith or Ellis Brooks to blitz in the right. sub packages, they're they're going to be really tough to score against. Uh, interesting. I you know I'm not really one that pays too close attention to the top 25 until they get to the college football playoff rankings because to me that that becomes the ball game. Mm-hmm. All right, but of the original top 25 preseason, nine of those 25 have two losses. Yeah. After four weeks. I don't mean two losses after ten weeks. They have two losses after four weeks. What have you thought overall of this college football season to this point? A lot of uncertainty um, because of the impact of the super seniors. There are a lot of teams like Villanova in the FCS that has a bunch of sixth-year players. Yes. and Or, or even fifth-year players who are playing their fifth year. Um, you want to call them super seniors, whatever. So I, it's hard um, really to get a read on a lot of things. Um, but it's clear, Steve, and you didn't ask me about this, it's clear that the Big Ten East is very, very deep and strong. Yes. And you're not gonna you're not you're not gonna be able to afford an off day against any of those teams and win. You're not. It's just not going to happen. And, yeah, I, I think I'm with you. I, I mean, I think, you know, if there are teams that you're just scratching your head at. Like, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. 
I'm scratching my head at the Notre Dame Wisconsin final. Yeah. I know Notre Dame scored late, and, you know, but um, you know, then you know there are other games like even even USC. Look, USC losing to Oregon State at home for the first time in 50 years. Holy right. moly! I know. And you know, different things like that. Clemson. Look at Clemson. I mean. I would have never expected that. I, maybe they weren't as good as last year, but I would have never expected them to have two losses by now. Um, I don't know who else. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. But, yeah, it's it's really uh, – I think it's a really open um, possibility. There's a lot, there, It's wide open. The, 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 the college football playoff to me is wide open with the exception of that team in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Uh, final question. Obviously, uh, when you write something, obviously people can make comments. I don't. I don't even know if you even pay attention to it or not. Um, the only comments I pay attention to if somebody emails me and it's a rational, you know, question or comment, I'll I'll write back to them. But I don't pay much attention right. to okay. that. No. Good. Well, first of all, good for you um, because uh, I feel the same way. Like I don't really care. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. No, and I don't mean uh, that. I just, I, I like, know. No, I, right. Uh, yeah. I, but I've been, when I'm listening to other shows mm-hmm. and people call in, and you know, I'm not, you know, it has nothing to do with Penn State. I'm just talking about national. And the topic this particular day I was listening to was Oklahoma and Spencer Rattler. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm asking myself in this new world that we're in that mm. it's not name, image, and likeness that's creating vitriol i think it's the gambling part that's creating vitriol because i think some people are losing some money on some games and i think that creates more emotion because it becomes personal i i think you're right i think you're i think you're absolutely right i think that's part of it but i think just as big a part of it is social media yeah where people can get on and rant and rant all they want and there's no name attached most of the ranting is done by somebody people that don't identify themselves or, you know, are anonymously. So I think, but I agree with you with both. Um, I, I, you know, I, I've said this before, maybe I've said it to you on the show before. I'm not sure. Um, I grew up in a house with a uh, compulsive gambler, my father. Okay. And I'm not, I don't look down on gamblers. Like if you're doing it as an amusement or a hobby, okay. But I want no part of it anymore. And I follow the betting lines. I do, but I don't. I, I, I just the 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 uh, the amount of commercials on television for gambling that I see is just incredible. Yes. And I mean, I'm going off on a tangent here about gambling, but it no, really, really is. And but it it really truly is incredible how many. Spots you see, and and I and it that it it's just overwhelming at times. Um, but I think you're right. I think there is a component. There are gamblers who are upset about their teams, whether they're college, whether they're pro, and it really, really bothers them if they don't win. I think that's part of it, and I think the social media is part of it too. I think social media can be really useful to people like us in our business for in true information from reputable sources. But then you have the flip side of it where people are just going off and just half cocked and saying whatever is on their mind. 
A, you never talked about uh, your dad before, so you know, I, you know, uh, which is gives an incredible perspective to it. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it it really does um, because I mean, to me, it's always my attitude's always been, hey, look at your money, you do what you want, but remember, when you lose, it's not because the guy lost the game, lost for you; you're the one that lost because you put the money down. Yeah. yeah. No, my, my, my father lost a lot of money. Yeah. I'll just say that. Fortunately, yeah. it didn't, you know, it didn't, you know, we didn't have to sell the house or anything like right. that. But, but yeah, yeah. It, I, yeah. And, and he, you know, he was, he was a compulsive gambler. He was, that's the way it was. And, you know, mm-hmm. we lived with that for a long time and that's, I don't want to get into that. As no, much, no, no, but no. I understand no. gambling. Like I do, un- I do understand. And I, Hey, if I go to Las Vegas and I've been to Vegas twice, I'll place a bet on games. Sure. Yeah. In Vegas, sure. Right. I don't. But 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 you're right. You know, to take it as seriously as some people and just badmouth a Spencer Rattler or whoever it may be, uh, because you lost money. Yeah, that's just not good. Appreciate you so much. Uh, and I, I, you know, I guess we talked to you about coming down, joining us uh, downtown in a couple of weeks, and I'm looking forward to that very much. Yeah, me too, Steve. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry I couldn't do it last week. Uh, you know, I had a, I had a golfing date with Mr. Nate Bauer. So, very, uh, oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you, Rich. Appreciate you so much. Take care. Bye.